You are now tuned to the Priority One Subspace Frequency, brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, the galaxy's premier shore leave destination. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Welcome to episode 105 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, November 15th, 2012, via trekradio.net and published Monday morning for download on PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Adrian. I'm Sorry. And I'm Elijah. Hello, Sorry. Thank you for joining us. It's so awesome to have you. It is. Thank you for stepping in for James. Unfortunately, James is out this week celebrating his wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Andrea. And thank you. Thank you for joining us. The Klingons are taking over. (laughs) (laughs) Kapla, brother! Kapla! Kapla! So what do we have this week, Elijah? Well, in this episode's Blank of the Week, we spotlight the glorious AstroPix website. We'll dive into this week in Star Trek Online news, covering Season 7's official release. And later, we open up hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Captains, if you'd like a more interactive experience with the team at Priority One, we are live on TrekRadio.net every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Under their community section, Trek Radio has a built-in IRC chat client for you to participate. That's right, that's right. We've got usual faces and, of course, some new ones, and we're always glad to see new people joining us. I want to give a special shout-out to a fleet, actually, Unimatrix STO. They've actually linked us on their website. That's right, guys. We pay attention to stuff like that. So a very special thanks to Unimatrix STO. If you are a fleet that does support Priority One and has our link up on your site, please let us know. Send us a message at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And a special birthday wishes to at Kieto13, who just purchased himself a Vesta bundle to celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday to him. Uh, I had a chance to run with him in game and, and test out the Vesta, and we were impressed with that little ship. It's a bit of a beast. Well, we are always looking for new blog submissions from gaming and sci-fi aficionados. If you have an idea for an article and want your voice heard, then send your submission to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. All the submissions we receive for our show will be entered into this month's random drawing for 1,000 zen. This includes comments on our website and emailed segment topics as well, yeah. All you have to do is send us some feedback at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, suggest a blank of the week to us, post on our website, and you'll be entered to win 1,000 zen at the end of the month. So let's get some fire under that. Come on. Do it. Do it. Well, before we move on with the show, let's bring you a brief recap of what's going on at PriorityOnePodcast.com. So this week on PriorityOnePodcast.com, you can check out the spirit of Trek, Roddenberry.com. And with us, actually, is Sori, the writer of the blog. So, uh, Sori, why don't you tell us a a little bit about what readers can expect in your latest blog? Well, this is the first of a two-part series on Roddenberry.com. The first part, which came out on Tuesday, deals with the entertainment offerings that they have over there. So we talk a little bit of Star Trek, we talk a little bit of Andromeda, and some of the other things up their sleeve. Some of the documentaries, including Trek Nation, A White Room, which is a 360-degree 
film. So you can watch it either on your cell phone or in special dome theaters. And no matter where you look, you're seeing bits and pieces of the action. So it's kind of an interesting experiment. They're up to some amazing things over there, and that's what I talked about this week. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the Roddenberry Foundation and the good deeds that they're doing over there. Captains on PriorityOnePodcast.com. You can also catch the latest episode of Trek It Out, Episode 5, covering the NASA JPL Spitzer Space Telescope and featuring Dr. Robert Hurt, who we had the amazing opportunity of meeting during our trip at Vegas this last August. It's a fantastic interview. He's got so much passion for what he does. We really encourage you to, to trek it out with us. Oh my gosh, dude. All I got to say, guys, is like, seriously, you don't need a significant other when you have science. This is an amazing interview and science is all over the place like a fancy boudoir in a palace. So dive into some tasty bits. That's episode five, like Elijah said. And man, it's some really good science stuff. So I totally encourage you to check it out. And I guarantee you will be satisfied. Hurricane Sandy Relief Funds still need your help, so if you are able, we encourage you to visit sites like sandynjreliefund.org, the Red Cross, the United Way, to help families who have lost everything, their homes, their communities, and for some, their family. Yes, and again, thank you for your support. Links, of course, will be in the show notes, and you can find those at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Let's set course for this episode's Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. You know what the place is? I don't know. It's the blank of the week. We want to refer you to the amazing science-filled, tasty Trek It Out episode 5, featuring NASA JPL's Dr. Robert Hurt. He talked with us about a number of brilliant progressive projects he's working on, including our blank of the week spotlight, Astropics. Astropix is a new way to explore and share the universe. It offers access to the collected image libraries of a variety of leading astronomical observations, illustrations, charts, and photographs spanning the field of astronomy. This site will automatically pull in the latest imagery as soon as it becomes available. Initial partners include Spitzer, Chandra, Hubble, Galax, Wise, and ESO, with more coming soon. All of the Astropix imagery is richly tagged with metadata describing the content from titles and captions to astronomical facilities and coordinates. It employs the Astronomy Visualization Metadata, AVM, standard, which allows both general information, like the title, caption, credit, etc., astronomy-specific data, which is observations, coordinates, etc., to be embedded directly into the images. This means observatories, schools, labs, and more will be able to access the up-to-date data for better programs, exploring and learning and developing. Those planetarium shows that you go to will now have just amazing data that they can draw from to show you. They could do just really cool shows with that too. And if there's anything that's recently happened up in space, they can grab that data from this site and say, bamf, and throw it up on the screen for you to see. So really cool possibilities. And all of this is available to the individual as well. Uh, currently, the Astropix website is in constant development, which means that you can keep returning to see what new features, science news, and data has been added. You can go to astropix.ipac.caltech.edu. And if you didn't quite catch that, we will have that in our show notes, and I will also throw it up in our chat room. So another reason why you should visit our chat room while we do these shows live is because you get to see these links as we talk about them. Check this out. Listen to Trek It Out episode number five for more information and totally dive into this website because Astropix, it's awesome. And I'm so glad somebody finally did this, which is just grabbing from all of these just 
oh, banks of information and other observatories and other labs to throw it into one where everybody can access it. It's just, it's brilliant. It's amazing. So touch it, love it, indulge, and let us know what you think because it's a pretty cool site. Do you have something you think the STO community would enjoy knowing about? Then submit your suggestions to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submissions will be entered into our random monthly drawing where you could win 1,000 zen. Let's check out this week in STO News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Well, this last Tuesday, a little thing happened in Star Trek Online, you know, season seven and all. No big thing. No big deal. Ah, no, it was nothing. It was ew. just a regular patch. Ha! Ew. No big deal. This was one of the biggest deals since 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 the invention of Impulse Drive. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. Or sliced bread. Now we or sliced bread, <laughs> sliced bread, because that didn't happen. Actually, since dilithium crystals, because that is essentially what they have created. So how about that? Since the invention mm. of dilithium crystals. So we've covered a lot of what was to be expected in Season 7 over the last few weeks, over the last few episodes. But just to recap, in case you've been living under a rock, Season 7 has brought us New Romulus. A large, persistent zone designed for max-level Federation and Klingon faction captains. A new reputation system that is for both Romulan reputation and Omega reputation for you to earn that STF gear you've been longing for. We've also got fleet holdings in New Romulus, an embassy outpost. So begin projects to construct and level up your fleet's embassy on New Romulus. We have new fleet actions, events, and special task forces. So a new 20-player fleet action called Mind Trap, where you got to fight the salt vampires. We've got UI improvements that Thomas Marone, Thomas the Cryptic Cat, has been very hardworking on. So Foundry Spotlight missions now receive their own billing in the mission journal. New PvE queues, you can actually see the reward and a great description of what you can expect. A new ship selection screen, which is actually pretty interesting. And of course, last but certainly not least, the Vesta-class starship. Actually, there's one other thing that's not listed. If you're on Steam, there is a Steam Runner class ship that they've added to their starter pack. Mm. Two ships for ten bucks. Now, these are the starters for, like, new captains, right? The ship comes in two flavors. There's a starter version, level two, and then there's a VA version. And the ship comes with a fortress console that helps strengthen your and your team's shields in combat. That is really cool. That is really cool. I have to check that one out. I did see that, that that was the secret, because I know on Twitter, Al Rivera, I think it was, was like, ah, there's also a surprise ship that you guys don't know about. And then finally they had announced the Steam Runner. Actually, I've seen that they're doing a lot, that you can also pick up a code for the TOS uniform on a number of different game sites as well. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled on Twitter. Brandon loves to keep you guys in the loop of all that stuff if you follow on social media. Definitely check it out. If you didn't get them from the C-Store, this is your chance. So yeah, we've got MMOSite.com is offering a special promotion for free in-game Star Trek Online Enterprise era uniforms. So uh, grab a code for that. OnRPG.com and MMOHut are also running a special promotion for free in-game Star Trek Online uniforms. So grab a code through one of the links. Of course, these links will be in the show notes. And if you follow Star Trek Online on Facebook, Brandon will keep you in the loop. So that's the positive stuff of 7, right? There, you know, a, a lot of good stuff has come from Season 7, but 
Of course, there are the players and there are members of the community that were very adamant about certain changes that happened, specifically with the way Dilithium was handled in the transition to Season 7. In dev blog number 17, Season 7 dev blog number 17, Stall had written that there was a bit of a gap between players that were actually refining Dilithium and the amount of Dilithium in the game. So in order to try to fix that, they had ultimately removed Dilithium from STFs, took Dilithium off of the B-Trans system, Foundry as well, and that there was a significant amount of backlash on it. The people that I've been talking to, their biggest issue was they all belonged to tiny, small fleets, and all of a sudden it just became a lot harder to, to get the Dilithium they needed just to keep up with some of the fleet projects. Granted, since Season 7, some of those project requirements have been reduced and changed and whatnot, So, but they're stressed out because, you know, all of a sudden they had fewer sources to grab dilithium and they're predicting the death of small fleet. And I can certainly see that because, of course, now we have two new reputation systems. We have a new fleet embassy that's going to require that. I think what people were concerned about was that there seemed to have been a bit of a contradiction where Dan Stahl had said that people were not refining as much dilithium as people would think. And to help that, they seem to have, quote unquote, help to have shifted around how players earned dilithium. They removed them from STFs, but that caused a bit of a problem because there was a sink there, a greater dilithium sink, more things to have to invest dilithium in, but less opportunities to earn it. So there was a huge backlash on it for small fleets, like you said earlier, sorry, for regular players that expected to go in game and earn X amount of dilithium in their one or two hours of gameplay. Now they can't earn that much and there is more demand for Dilithium with these new reputation systems and the new fleet advancement, etc., etc. And let's um, not forget on the Academy, if you wanted to, say, swap out some of your DOFs, the prices of those DOFs have increased significantly. So, and they're all requiring more Dilithium now. Mm-hmm. Almost by a factor of so 10 in some cases. So there's more requirement on Dilithium, right? There's more need for it. There's yeah. a bigger sink. But then they took back the amount of Dilithium that can be earned in a gameplay. Or you could say that they extended it. They made it longer for players to be able to earn Dilithium, slowing it down. Now we're getting to the point where we'll be talking about the fix that they recently announced. And that was due to the overwhelming response back from people that, who had a problem with it being removed from STFs. So on Tuesday night or last night, I was in-game and you know asking people in the Priority One chat room, what is the biggest concerns? And I also posted this question on Twitter. What are your biggest concerns now with Season 7? And fortunately, Cheese of Borg kept an eye on the forum as, as well and saw that D-Stall actually replied back and they have reverted the Dilithium approach. So now you can, in fact, still earn Dilithium in STF runs. So with a normal STF run, you'll be granted 480 Dilithium. In an elite run, 960. Space fleet actions, 480, and ground fleet actions, 640. It's not it's as not much as, as much before, as before but, it's, but it's fair. Right, now it's a little more spread across. Because even before in the original iteration of this, the only way to earn Dilithium was through fleet actions. And not everybody wanted to play fleet actions. So I think it was a good move to put back Dilithium into the STFs. You know, it's still going to take a little longer to earn your Dilithium. You still have to kind of pay attention to how much Dilithium you spend in whatever it is that you are trying to develop, whether it's your fleet or your own personal reputation. Nevertheless, I think it's a fair compromise. I personally like to run the STFs. I like to fight Borg. I'm glad that I will continue to feel rewarded. Maybe not as much, but I'll still continue to feel rewarded. So that was the biggest gripe and the loudest squeaky wheel of Season 7's release. Other things came up, of course. Story content, the lack thereof. 
But again, we you know we have been told that season eight's when we can expect those featured episodes again. We got one specifically from one particular Twitter follower, and they had a comment about Klingon content. Yes, my concern for season seven was the Klingon story. I didn't really think it made all that much sense for the Klingons to be involved with the Romulans, especially Duros. There's a lot of hatred there. For me, it just didn't make enough sense. I mean, I can understand why the Federation are there trying to encourage the reunification, but what's in it for the Klingons? I would like to know if the Klingon player is playing through and unlocking cutscenes and whatnot on this new Romulus, will some of that Klingon story be revealed? Why are we there? Because otherwise, they're just pigeonholing the Klingon Empire as a wannabe federation, and we are not. Was it the state of the game? I could have sworn I read Dan Stahl or somebody, somebody from Cryptic reply back about the possibility of expanding it, of really truly expanding Klingons where it's level 1 to 50. That as they develop more content, there's more of a possibility of being able to do that. Did I dream that? I've heard that that's hopefully one of the goals for coming soon, sooner than we think is what they've said. I'm hoping right, season right. 8. I'm hoping season 8, that's probably going to be one of the biggest focuses, is going to be giving us more Klingon content, finishing out the faction. But with that, I also hope that once the faction is complete, that they don't ignore us, you know, that they don't return to this. Everything is being geared and given to the Federation, and the Klingons are once again mm -hmm. left behind with their hand out going, wait a minute, what happened to us? I get this feel anyway from the interviews we've had that that's really important to them, but they really want to jump back into content because it seems like more people are really asking for that. And I wanted to say that what I was talking about earlier was actually from Massively's article, Q&A with Star Trek Online's Dan Stahl by Terry Lynn. A very great Q&A article format there. It was fantastic. And it was in that article that D. Stahl he writes, We started as a PvP-only faction and have slowly been improving over time into a fully-fledged PvE faction over the last three years. In 2013, we feel that PvE KDF experience is going to get even better with the addition of new featured episodes, new adventure zones, and more KDF-specific missions. Once we feel that there are enough PvE missions for KDF to go from level 1 to 50, we'll open up the ability for anyone to create a Klingon as his or her first character. Cut Looking off. at our development schedule for 2013, I say it may come a lot sooner than you'd think. That is so good news. All right. The other concern that we got in our Twitter responses was, other than bugs, uh, this one came from at Captain Revo, his main concern is, do Romulan marks become useless after you reach Tier 5 and have all the gear that you need? Brandon replied very quickly, saying that the plan is that they can be converted to Dilithium at Tier 5. So there's another Sweet. Dilithium. There's another way. All right, moving on to other news in Star Trek Online. What do we got, Adrian? We have Star Trek San Francisco on the platter. That is this weekend. It's made by the same people who did the Vegas one. It's Creation Entertainment. So if anybody wants to do that trek, it's in Starfleet Academy. It's like, you know, right by the bay, San Francisco. So I imagine that the spirit will be quite vibrant and fetalicious, but uh, KDF, you know, you have no fear. You should invade whenever possible. We found out that Brandon, Brand Flakes, Thomas the Cat, and Taco Fangs, three of our devs, are planning to be in attendance on Sunday at the convention. So be sure to look out for them if you're going to be there. And I might pop on over and take a peek and say hi to people. And, and if I get my Ferengi costume done on time, that I might pop in as that, but otherwise that'll have to wait. If you are in attendance, there are a few ways to obtain a code 
for your special Hololita doff. Tweet a picture of yourself at the convention to at Trek Online Game or send a forum PM to the Stowe Community Manager, Brandon, through the link there on the website. The convention is happening at the Weston St. Francis Hotel in San Francisco. Special guests, George Takei, Walter Kinney, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Marina Sirtis, John Delancey, Denise Crosby, so many people. It's an all-star attendance there. So uh, be sure to head on over to creationent.com, creationent.com, and check it out. We are always looking for guest bloggers. So if you plan on being in attendance and you'd like to write up your experiences, please send them over to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com and we'll spotlight your submission. So what do we got up next, Sorry. Next up is the Foundry for Star Trek Online. During the month of October, four new missions were spotlighted. The spotlighted missions were created by members of the Star Trek Online community and are great playable examples of what you too can add to the Star Trek Online universe. On October 5th, keeping up with the Jacins, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, forgive me, Casmodian. His mission is Federation, any level. The Jacins, a non-aligned race, have asked the Deferi for aid in resettling a remote colony away from the front lines of the Federation-Klingon conflict. The Deferi ambassador to the Federation has requested assistance in fulfilling this mission. On October 12th, the fire in which we burned by Captain Revo was spotlighted. It's a Klingon mission level 16 plus and the mission summary is a distress call sends you on a rescue mission to an obscure outpost yet all is not what it first appears several factions now vie for control of the most precious resource in the universe time itself on october 19th kirk fat was spotlighted for his mission relics it's a federation mission any level the Klingon Empire is occupying a planet for unknown reasons. You are sent to investigate why the Klingons are so concerned with a world of insignificant military value. What you discover will alter your conceptions of the past and the present. And then finally, on October 26th, Dead Men Tell No Tales by Avarius was released. It's a Klingon mission, level 16+, plus, and its summary is... A secret mission in the Kalos Expanse to save the Klingon homeworld from the Federation trickery. And one human discovers that apparently it wasn't a good day to die. Journey to a realm outside of time, outside of space, and out of your mind. To play these Foundry missions, log into Star Trek Online. Open up your mission journal by pressing the letter J. Choose the available tab from the top and then click on the Community Author tab from the left. Once in this menu, click the arrow at the top to bring down the search function and search for names of the missions mentioned above, and you're set to go. These are some fantastic Foundry missions, so uh, we really encourage you to go on in there and support the community-authored creations. All right, we've got Season 7, Dev Blog number 18. The next special feature for your fleet projects is first one, then the other. The conference room will be improved for Klingons, while the dance floor will be added to the lounge for members of Starfleet. This special project will be available around 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on November 15th until around 10 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on November 29th. So for all you fleet crazies out there, be sure to jump on in and get that dance floor going. Whoop doopy doop. Let's open up hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. So we got some feedback from That's last right, episode. That's right, we do have some feedback. 
Coming yeah. in on PriorityOnePodcast.com. Timaris13. Great episode. As always, you're getting clownier every week. <laughs> Can't wait for season seven to release. And don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't keep forget. up the good work. Love you. Love you too. Thank right you, Timaris. John Newboy. I'll never forget, Elijah. I'll never forget. We're getting a download of the new $60. Don't forget at the end of the bloopers. Clown boobs. Now that's a visual to see at Cheetah. So we got some uh, people who retweeted us on Twitter. We have at Cheese of Borg, who's also joining us in chat. He says, nice talking to you on the P1 channel. Thank you. It's awesome talking to you, too. I was just joking around with you on the chat channel this episode, too. So awesome. And thank you for sending us a little hello. We got our latest followers at 777crusader, at setzer underscore g, at jbird9981, at yankee79. And thank you, guys. Everyone, thank you so very much for your feedback. We love to hear from you. And don't forget, all your submissions, feedback, blank of the week, anything you've got is going to be entered to our end-of-the-month random drawing for 1,000 zen. So <laughs> don't forget that zen. Well, that wraps up episode 105, Priority One, broadcasted live from trekradio.net. Remember, we are on every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, and we always get an amazing crowd in the chat room. A special thanks to the Trek Radio team. You guys are all the best. Thank you for letting us call this place home. Thank you all for joining us in the chat room. It's so fun to interact with you guys during the show, and we encourage you to do so. Our next comic arc is set to release this December, so keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our website. That's PriorityOnePodcast.com and Facebook. And be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. He's done amazing things. He will not disappoint. These are beautiful pieces of art, and they're fun, and he's got us all in there. So you'll see new characters, too, popping up, and I'm going to be in there, too, for once. Yay! Keep your eyes out on the website. Yeah, yeah. We are looking for your suggestions and ideas for Blank of the Week and field notes and general show improvements and additions. You can submit your ideas and questions with our online form on Priority One website via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, Facebook, or Twitter. Yes, we're on Facebook. Head on over to Facebook.com slash PriorityOnePodcast and say hi. Or check us out on Twitter via at StowPriorityOne for showtimes and a lot of other cool stuff. To have your Foundry missions featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your ad handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or use our online submission form at our website, www.PriorityOnePodcast.com. We have shifted our Foundry reviews to a video format. We will be playing through the missions with its author and posting them to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Stowe Priority One. Our first video playthrough is up now, and the next is scheduled to go up the first full week in November. Head on over and check it out. Captains, as you know, a lot of what we do here is, actually everything that we do here, is a labor of love. We do this voluntarily because we love Star Trek, we love getting involved with the community, but unfortunately, it's not free, and we do have to pay for servers and software and equipment. So we encourage you, please, to, if you can, Hit that donate button on Priority One website, on PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or if you're an Amazon shopper, take a look at our Amazon affiliate store on the sidebar of the website and support the show while you shop. We very, very much appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who has donated via the button or by shopping through Amazon. We appreciate your support and ongoing commitment to PriorityOnePodcast.com. We appreciate your support. And as we always say, without you, none of this would be possible. And that is the truth.
We would like to thank the entire team over at PriorityOnePodcast.com, our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and art director, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer, Lennon Rich, and the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsor, Sayulita.com, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Trek Radio Live crew. And of course, the Stowe community. Without you, none of this would be possible. It's true. Captains, next Thursday is Thanksgiving here in the United States, so we will not be live on Trek Radio on Thursday night. Keep your eyes on PriorityOnePodcast.com for updates on episode 106. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap, guys. Uh, Don't let them got touch you. 15 seconds. Do we? Do we now? <laughs> 15 seconds. I don't know what to do. Flail, 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 flail. Running around the room on fire. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapon. Engage. Engage. for your suggestions and ideas for the blank of the week and field notes and my dog is barking oh hold on a second hold on one second i'm giving i'm getting love oh yeah honey what's up what oh my (laughs) what is going on nothing he even studied the guy's faces um which i think is it's hard for any human to do to look at elijah and james in that way but he had to and he got more realistic art from it and <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys. Hard to look I'm at your kidding. face. I know. <laughs> Don't need to remind me. She wants I just got, I want you guys to know that we were as we were talking about this, and I said that yeah, she was hot. My wife uh, Google chatted me right now in the other room and said, "I heard that she got me. You got me in trouble. Sorry, you got me in trouble." Um, zen. So <laughs> don't forget that Zen. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome! Now that's a visual to see at Cheetahs. What's Cheetahs? Cheetahs. I don't oh. know what Cheetahs is. Clown boobs. Yeah, I'm pondering over that sentence. Clown boobs. Now that's a visual to see at Cheetahs. Wait, no, Cheetahs isn't that a strip club? Isn't that a strip club? Is it? Is it in Vegas? Why do I know this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I think that's what it is because Cheetahs sounds Why very familiar. Why don't I know this? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> John Newboy. I'll never forget Elijah. I'll never forget. Oh, that's what he said. I, no, I, I gotta reread that because I read that wrong. No, no, I was like, no. he'll never forget me. <laughs> All right, we've got season seven. Season seven blog. Ah. What's happening over there? I have no idea. And freaky to see your, 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 your player turn into a salt vampire. Oh, yeah. I just can't help though. The first thing I think of when I hear salt vampires is that you can lick them. We're word barfing. We're word puking all over the place. We're (laughs) really not word puking people. And and word vomiting. Yeah.
You're, you're here to keep us grounded, sorry. You're here to make us look like yes. we're a class act. You have an ongoing recording, right? Yeah, mine, well, usually I kind of stop it in between, but I decided I'm just going to let it roll because we say some crazy stuff in between uh, our segments. And uh, sometimes while the music is playing and we're chatting in the background where people couldn't hear, I thought that's some pretty funny stuff that may or may not uh, tickle the fancy of the bloopers. So, yeah. Yeah, like me hiding in a closet with a, with a brassiere on my head. Let's check out this week in STO News. When did you start saying S-T-O instead of Stowe? I don't know. When I'm just today. noticing this. When today I decided to go with Stowe. I gotta keep things fresh, you know? I gotta keep it, things fresh. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's cool, man. That's cool. It's I gotta cool. Keep, I gotta keep people on their toes, you I, know? Keep I, them on I, their toes. Weird science. <laughs> from my heart and from my soul. <laughs> my intention. Weird science. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Show. It was such a horrible movie, but it was so funny. I don't want to tell you what I did when I was a little after I saw it. Yeah. All right. We're, uh, we're live again. With a brassiere on my head. Uh, oh, no. The people just caught all that live. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Go ahead. You want to tell us? <laughs> we, were just, we were just talking about how, how we should have been singing weird science. From my heart yes. and from my soul. All right. Mind. All right. So... <laughs> Intro. That's what it goes. Why, uh, from my heart and from my soul, why don't people... Uh, something. Mind. I mumbled it because I forgot exactly what he said there. I always remember it when I'm singing along to the song. Hmm. What is that phrase? Why don't people understand my intentions? What? That's what it is. My intentions. Yep, yep. Better. There it is. Because I knew it was why don't why people, don't and then people I was like... understand my For some intent. reason, I wanted to say have to know, but I was like, wait, no, that's not it. That doesn't rhyme. It doesn't work. Alrighty. So, blank of the week. Go ahead. People understand... Yes, that's what yeah. I thought. It's kind of the sounds that I make with my mouth when I'm trying to sing along to it without the music. <laughs> there goes right, yo, man, Lisa. Of course, you just swoop right in and you save the day. That's 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 why you are who you are. You know. And that's why I know, respect that you. That's why I respect word. you, girl. That's why she's awesome. Much respect. Word. Much respect. Game sign. Bam.